This week on the Canadian Tech Podcast, the CRTC now wants to hear from you on the future of TV. Sandisk built an SD card for the North, DeepMind opens another Canadian office, and Canada's privacy laws really need rewriting. That's all next and more on the Canadian Tech Podcast. The Canadian Tech Podcast is sponsored by Olio Digital Labs. Olio are the planners, designers, and developers of the apps used by some of Canada's biggest brands. Find out what Olio can do for you at oleodigitallabs.com. And we're also sponsored by CodeShip, continuous integration and delivery software that lets you ship your apps with confidence. Both CodeShip Basic and CodeShip Pro come with a free plan that grants 100 builds per month on limited projects and unlimited users. Visit CodeShip.com today to find out which CodeShip product is right for you. Welcome to the Canadian Tech Podcast, episode 136 for Sunday, October 15th, 2017. Sponsored by Oleo Digital Labs and CodeShip. My name is Stuart Clark. My name is Derek Silva. Well, Derek, another week, kind of a short week, come and gone. It was. Uh, it, it was. It certainly went by quickly. And those of us in southwestern Ontario know we just had uh, quite the uh, wind event and storm event here. So yeah, that no was damage. You, yeah, you said you had a power flicker, but you haven't been outside all day. <laughs> Not on a day like today, no. Well, okay, I did go a few times outside to put something in the trash. Well, that's good. Okay. That's so about that's it. So, so I walked around a quarter of my house a few times. There you go. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. So did you <laughs> sure. even have pants on? Did you even have pants on today? Shorts. All right. There you go. Um, no, I moved bookcases today, so I did a bit more. Oh, nice. I, I did a bunch of housework, too, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Okay. Let's get right on to those quick hits. Let's do it. Google wants you to feel like you are on top of the world, literally. Uh, mm-hmm. They sent up some poor sap with a backpack and a bunch of cameras up to Kutanir Pak National Park in Nunavut. And uh, it's the farthest north the company has ever gone with Google Street View technology. Now, less than 50 people visit the national park every year, but Google thought it was really important to bring this natural beauty to everyone. And so, uh, yeah, you can actually visit now. Kutanir Pak National Park and Grease Fjord in Nunavut on Google Street View. Uh, the link in the show notes to Tech Vibes has a link to the um, at least a few of the portions like the glaciers yeah. and an archaeological campsite as well. So check yeah. that out. Pretty cool. Uh, Lenovo has released the what are these called? The Tab Four lineup of Android tablets uh, in Canada. They, we've got four of them. The, the Lenovo Tab 4 8, the Lenovo Tab 4 8 Plus, Tab 4 10, and Tab 4 10 Plus. Because that doesn't sound ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> you can buy them uh, direct, directly now through Lenovo. Uh, they are going to be here, uh, you know, it, like in retailers before the holiday season or for yeah. the holiday season. 
The l lowest and cheapest one starts uh, has a 7-inch display, a gig of RAM, 16 gigs of storage, and a 2-megapixel front-facing camera and rear-facing camera. That's actually the Tab 7 Essentials. It has five of them. Uh, that's only $129.99, or it goes all the way up to the Lenovo Tab 4 10 Plus. It's $399. That comes with a 7,000 milliamp hour battery, 10.1-inch display, uh, Qualcomm Snapdragon 425 quad-core CPU with an Adreno 306 GPU, and then all the other ones fall somewhere in between. Uh, they all use the USB Type-C connector for power and connectivity, so that's cool. And uh, if you want to check that out, uh, again, link in the show notes to Mobile Syrup, and I'm sure you can get to Lenovo's website and uh, and see them all in more detail. So five yeah. new Android tablets on the market. SanDisk uh, has released a new high-speed series of, uh, of SD cards that will work in extreme climates, or they're also used to... Uh, also designed to be used in industrial scenarios like surveillance cameras, drones, uh, factory automation, network equipment, etc. Fast read-write times of 50 megabytes per second reading. No, that can't be right. Probably 50 megabytes per second write times, 80 megabytes per second read times. That makes more yeah. sense. Which means they're more than capable of high bitrate video streaming and they're uh, rated to uh, work in between minus 40 degrees Celsius all the way up to 85 degrees Celsius. So that is a large variation that you probably won't find in any one country in the world. <laughs> but I can see it for you know certain things like surveillance cameras, like stuff designed, the equipment's designed. Yes, so when what you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So no, I can see that. Sorry, sip and scotch. Um, right. So uh, there were five northern Ontario communities that got almost $70 million recently for um, uh, better high-speed internet. And now another six northwest Ontario communities are going to receive another $4 million uh, for the same reason. Bell is getting the money. They're going to build new fiber optic backbone in the communities of Stratton, Minahiko, Madsen, <laughs> and the. Okay. Nigi Goon Simini Kaning First Nation. Yes! Oh, and the Anishinaabeg of Neon Gushing and Kejik. I'm going to skip that next word. Uh, number 39 <laughs> Independent First Nation. And we apologize uh, in advance if we Yes, absolutely. Up. I mean no offense whatsoever. That's just a really long word with a lot of consonants. Um, Bell's also going to be investing themselves an additional $1.3 million to build the backbone network needed to make uh, higher speed internet and greater data capacity in each of these communities. So I'm guessing that's the last mile. And uh, this is all part of the Connect to Innovate program. That's a $500 million fund tasked with improving high speed internet access in rural and remote communities across Canada. Uh, places in Nunavut, Quebec, and Ontario have all gotten funding so far, and I'm sure more is on the way. Cool. Last? Almost no, last. second last. Penultimate. Um, Follow-up from last week, Microsoft has now put the Edge browser beta in the Android Play Store, or Google Play Store, so it's now available for Android globally by the looks of it, not just US. So if you have a hankering for some Edge on your Android, now you can do that. 
lastly yes yeah yeah the 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 folks in dev london slack group were thrilled (laughs) (coughs) sarcasm anyway uh lastly another quick one uh hot on the heels of opening its first international ai lab in edmonton DeepMind, which is owned by Google and produced that uh, Go uh, or that uh, AI capable of beating pretty much every human in the planet uh, at Go, uh, they've opened their second international AI research laboratory in Montreal. And uh, following on this, the federal government also announced that the AI supercluster funding for AI is going to Montreal as well. So I know that there's uh, a lot of momentum in toronto but there has been a lot in montreal as well and now the feds are getting behind it so uh with i think facebook samsung google DeepMind, and the feds all putting in money in montreal that looks like that will certainly be the ai supercluster here in canada with of course jobs put elsewhere where needed exactly. and that does it for the quick hits all right and speaking of super things let's talk about our good friends at oleo Olio Digital Labs is one of Canada's most accomplished small market agencies, delivering web apps and mobile apps to businesses across Canada. In an era of persistent connectivity and pervasive mobile devices, it has become more important than ever before for businesses to be everywhere their employees and customers are. That's why Olio provides its clients with the peace of mind only a highly skilled and experienced team can provide. A team that is big enough to support your needs, but flexible enough to work to your constraints. With a client list spanning from the Middlesex London Health Unit and Ellison Travel and Tours, all the way up to College Pro and the Home Depot, the team at Olio has proven itself to be the planners, designers, and builders of the web and mobile apps used by some of Canada's largest brands. Find out what Olio can do for you by calling 226-785-0420 or visit oleodigitallabs.com to learn more. That's Olio Digital Labs, code that powers every day. And we'd like to thank Olio Digital Labs for continuing to sponsor the Canadian Tech Podcast. Hey, that would be us. Yeah. Oh, exactly. son of a gun. Wait, son they're a, a sponsor? Oh, Brendan, you're so generous. Thank you. That's right. What a guy. What a guy. Um, all right. Let's move on to... For he's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> right, is your PA coming up or something? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That would explain we're supposed it. To, I think we're supposed to have a, a like a uh, like a mid year one in the fall. So uh, yeah, I'll coincidentally it is, and I wasn't, but I really wasn't <laughs> thinking about it until now. Thanks for go. pointing out my incidental butt kissing. There you go, accidental well, butt kissing. It, you know, it was kind of obvious, but that's fine. Okay, <laughs> let's get on to the stories. Um, a good friend of the show, or at least we like like this particular government department quite a bit. Our good friends at CRTC. Uh, they want you to share your views on the future of programming in Canada. Um, so the government wa- has asked the CRTC for a report on, quote, future distribution models for Canadian programming, as well as its continued creation, prog- production, and distribution, end quote. So until the 24th, uh, Canadians can, can participate. You can fill out an online form. Apparently, you can send a fax. Same name as fax still? Anyway. Um, or you can write, yeah, you, you can write by snail mail to the Secretary General of the CRTC. So they want these comments to help shape the second phase of the public consultation with further details to be shared at a later date. Um, you know, this is, hey, it's always nice to, nice to get input. 
um, especially when you've got, you know, quite a bit few things in the landscape changing. You've got, you know, Netflix did a deal with the federal government to invest $500 million in Canadian productions over the next five years. Yep. However, just as an aside, I should note, I just got an email from Netflix today. The rate's going up again. So that's not just us. All right. They just actually announced sure. that in the U.S. several weeks ago. Okay, and just want to make so sure. we're so yes, the <laughs> Netflix would tell you, and they did, uh, mm-hmm. that the timing was a little unfortunate in terms of the <laughs> we're investing five hundred million dollars to put Canadian productions together over the next five years, and like a subsidiary of Netflix called Netflix Canada. Oh, and by the way, your rates are going up by a buck a month. Oopsie. That was Oopsie. that was absolutely accidental. I I can. Right. I'm quite confident in that. I yeah. can't be sure, yeah. but I'm quite confident because I was hearing about it from Americans even before the um, the uh, the deal, uh, the $500 million right. investment deal was made. And then we got the $500 million deal uh, investment and then our prices went up. So it's yeah. not just us. It almost certainly was... Acts, uh, 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 just an issue of bad timing or, or you know, yeah. bad optics on the timing. Um, I now thirteen ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine. It's still all you can eat. Oh, it is. You yeah, know, I'm, like it's. Yeah. I, I've got start internet. Yeah, I've got start internet. Oh, unlimited traffic. Yep. Uh, Netflix is unlimited traffic. Exactly. No, it's, I know. I'm the same. Yeah. yeah, we're the same. I'm playing the 10 night. It's going up in our case because we're grandfathered in. Uh, it's going up. Ours is going up to 10.99, and that's fine. Like we yeah. still love Netflix. It's 11 it bucks just, a month. I'm, like compare yeah, that to exactly. any cable bill with which, no ads, which starts no at ads. at least 20 with no ads. It's literally you can watch more TV in less time, and it's yep. cheaper. It's still way cheaper. Um, yep. Anyway, uh, it's. I think it's really good to see the CRTC looking into this issue and looking mm-hmm. for feedback on this issue. I hope every CTP listener goes out and writes something on the online form and maybe sends it to their MP as well. And for me, the big thing right now is faster adoption of IPTV um, mm-hmm. with unbundled, ideally, from an internet connection. I know, yes. I know there, there's still a licensing and, and contract thing there. I'm pretty sure with like, uh, uh, you know, because if, uh, if Bell licenses CTV to you, they expect you to carry it over a private connection, quote unquote, right. even though there's no such, no, really no such thing in the internet. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, you, meaning, you know, if you're a, V Media TV, you know, IPTV subscriber, you have to have a V Media internet connection or one of Distributel's other brands like a Canic or Distributel or they just bought TNW. Um, oh, we should have put that in here this week. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. you know, Distributel owns, owns a bunch of brands now. Yep. So, yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, and technically, that's all private pipes. Um, mm-hmm. Not really, but you know, you get you get you get what they, where they're coming from. I want to see that unbundled. If, if Start mm-hmm. wants to provide an IPTV service, but for some reason, where I am, maybe I'm out west, I can't get a Start internet connection. 
let them get their 20 bucks a month for me anyway, or 30 yes. or 40 or whatever. Like that's, that's not it. That and complete <laughs> unbundling of all channels completely. I don't, right. I don't want a $20 skinny plan and then add all a la carte. Cause there's even still channels in there that I don't want in that skinny plan. Don't mm-hmm. give me the skinny plan. Let me do, let me do one at a time up to like pick five and pick 10, right. And give me like a, a, a bundle discount then, but let me do pick five. And if I don't choose yeah. a crazy expensive channel like ESPN from the U S or HBO Canada, then I should be able to do that within that pick five type bundle or pick seven or whatever. I don't care if it's pick 13. Um, I, I just want to see things completely unbundled. Right. No, no. And I agree. I think it's, it's definitely a time. It, it does make it a challenging landscape. And again, some of the funding models for some of these smaller channels that are really, you know, micro, you know, very thin topics. But I think we've seen that already when, you know, when's the last time you actually saw a, a show about learning on the learning channel? So, you know, it's all. Well, that's the thing. You know, I used to watch the learning now. channel all the time. And I used yep. to enjoy watching like the real life surgery stuff and the yep. nature documentaries and stuff like that. But obviously, it wasn't paying the bills. I guess not. But um, but for that reason, I stopped watching TLC. And now yep, it's exactly. reality TV, quote unquote, reality TV central. Um, yeah. last I heard. Well, that. and they're all seem to be showing that various things like that, which is why I cut the cable. So yeah, well, yeah, because I don't want to pay for the same thing over and over again. It's like, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, how many different uh, home improvement shows when they go into a house and, you know, flip the house and stuff like that just in one need. Well, and not to be entirely insensitive, but I, I don't want two or three French programming channels. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to mandate one into my house, that's fine. Um, yeah. Be you know TFO or something like that. But um, I don't need two or three French channels. Um, yeah, exactly. Even APTN, which when it started was very much centralized around Aboriginal programming, which I thought was cool. Uh, you know, then on Friday and Saturday nights started airing like like old blockbuster movies. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like Hollywood blockbuster movies would, from as far as I could tell, did not have a lot of Aboriginal um, aspects to yeah. them. Yeah. So, like, even even those sorts of channels, which, of course, are well-intentioned and, and uh, pro- you could make a good argument, absolutely necessary um, for, to exist, uh, you know, get away from their original goal because of profitability. That's fine. Um, you know, I, I get that. You got to make some money. But... Uh, a lot of these other channels, um, they just shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, oh God, what's the one I'm thinking of? There the was Chicago like a Blackhawks channel. Sure. I love the Blackhawks, <laughs> but they don't need their own TV channel. Leafs TV, oh, Leafs Leafs. TV, Leafs TV. It. really like it. Yeah. It's I know. even when I was still like, that's my number one team. Go Leafs. I like I never saw the appeal. It's like, oh well, let's. Yep. It's just another way for them to to carve up the distrib- the game distribution, and and yep. make sure you're paying for Leafs TV well, and at least make watch, more money that way. Watch old games from you can't even call it the glory days, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, unless it's from '67 and or before '67, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, okay, maybe I want to watch a you know a game with Doug Gilmore, Wendell Clark, and Felix Potvin on the ice all at once. Hey, 
Those are fun days. And I'll still days. be disappointed. I'll but still I, be disappointed. <laughs> that ref should have called a penalty on Wayne Gretzky or whatever it was. I don't rem- even yeah. remember anymore. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, complete unbundling would be ideal. And, yeah. uh, and it might not be the right time yet, but certainly by 2020, 2021, unbundling these uh, over-the-top IPTV services from uh, having to do this dedicated network BS uh, because it's not a dedicated network. So whatever. But um, yeah, if I want yeah. Start TV with Distributel Internet, let me have it. Yeah, exactly. All right. I think we've beaten that one to death. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, in our ongoing series about be aware of Internet of Things and privacy. Um, we have a report from Global News um, just reminding people that, yeah, smart devices can share your pri- private data, but the current privacy laws don't offer much, much protection. Um, this is from Sam Samuel Treskow, and he's a local professor, if I recall. Trosal. Um, he examined security and data collection protocol of an array of various smart devices combing the fine print and putting them up against Canadian privacy laws. Um, He found that many products have flaws that leave them vulnerable to intrusions, while others may be intentionally or, I'll say unintentionally, uh, stockpiling uh, personal data for marketing purposes. And a lot of times consumers don't don't realize. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, now when we talk about smart devices, we're talking about everything from kitchen appliances, fitness trackers, um, even sex toys, apparently. Yeah, I'm, that was uh, there was a court but... case a couple of years ago. I think a woman yeah. from Ottawa figured out that her personal pleasure device yes. um, was transmitting data about usage, time of use, etc. Like, I, I think some, I think there might have been a gyroscope in there, and therefore. Mm-hmm angles and that sort of thing back to the manufacturer and she's like whoa 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 why did not opt in for this and not to mention this is clearly a very personal device i do not want this data being shared i'm pretty sure she sued and she won but anyway yeah well and and what he's saying is he's saying uh the the report's calling on canada's privacy commissioner to proactively update these laws got to bring them up 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 to speed i would agree um now, you know, he's worried, of course, like anything else, that's going to take quite a while, a lot of money. But um, I think it's an important thing. You know, other countries are looking into this as well. But we need to, you know, you need to be aware of what these devices like. Yeah, when I'm out there with my fitness tracker or, you know, a check-in program or whatever, I realize that sometimes, yeah, this data is going somewhere and it can be collected. But you've mm-hmm. got to be aware. And if you wanted to do that, that's great because, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, when, when Gmail was first free, that's what they were, you know, they were using it. You know, they have the advertising. It's the price we pay. But yeah. you need to, uh, you, you need to certainly, certainly be aware of this. Any other thoughts on this? Um, okay. I will say, if you go read the article, the Internet of Things is not a system for connecting physical electronic devices. Mm-hmm. The Internet of Things is a buzzword or a buzz term. Uh designed to help evoke the idea that all the things in your house can connect to the internet or at least to each other somehow. It's not a system. 
it's 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 a catch-all term yeah, for nice. for those things and the wireless connectivity technologies they use to exchange data. Let's mm-hmm. be clear about that. Uh, IoT is just a buzzword, just like cloud right. or um, it, not instant messaging. Um, yeah, sure, instant messaging. It's just yeah. a, like it's just a word. It doesn't it doesn't actually describe anything specifically. Anyway, um, beyond that, yes, data privacy laws absolutely do need to be updated. Um, I don't know who would be the one going after them. I guess maybe Danielle Therrien, the Canadian Privacy Commissioner, should be the one actually going after any companies who are allowing their products to be imported into the country mm-hmm. um, and then sold. To, to Canadians, right? Like if if Amazon's got, um, I was gonna say a connected vibrator. Let's <laughs> stay away from that. <laughs> uh, an LG refrigerator, right? In right. Uh, on their site, you buy it from Amazon. Whether, regardless of the fact that LG is a Korean company and that the device was sold to you by a uh, a Canadian company with American headquarters that product should come under Canadian data privacy laws. The privacy commissioner has come down really hard on Facebook in recent years, and I think on Google as well. There's no reason why it can't uh, dive in to this world here, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially even if you just need to start with the bigger players because a lot of them get their components from the same uh, OEMs. Right. And, you know, whether it's... um, network uh, uh like the actual wi-fi chips or bluetooth chips or motherboards or that sort of thing uh, the the software will vary obviously but uh, anyway um and just making sure that uh, that the canadian version of their eula and the canadian privacy policy it works here it, and it follows the law here and if and if we need to make updates just to be realistic uh, about the way these things work and, and the way the companies want to collect data and, and hopefully turn that data into something helpful for you, that's fine. But uh, but it and so it, it back and forth, uh, you know, a two way street here is totally fine with me. But uh, but we have privacy laws for a reason. And ultimately, if these companies can't work with Canadian privacy law or work with send their lobbyists to Parliament Hill Mm -hmm. in order to make some some rational uh, pitches for rational changes, well, then, you know, buck up and and make it work. Like, this, we can't just ignore the the issue. No. Neither side can. No, because we're going to see more and more of these devices going forward. So we have to have, uh, you know, have to have have the personal control to be able to decide what data these uh, devices are sending. So, excellent. All right, uh, moving on. Amazon. Amazon Canada, or Amazon the U.S. Amazon Worldwide. QNX? Did I miss QNX? I'm you did. sorry. They're so... Blackberry's so forgettable. It's so forgettable. <laughs> I'm actually, sorry. It's, I this is cool, but the video is so forgettable oh, that you yeah, just so this skipped was, right over it. Yeah, so what <laughs> happened was um, Black Blackberry QNX, their official Twitter news channel, tweeted out periscope video which we chuckle at ourselves in landscape too in which a gray lincoln mkz uh, is seen driving around a corner on a road lined with spectators as it gets nearer the person in the driver holds both hands up in the air um so the car is under autonomous control 
Um, it carried the mayor of Ottawa and a counselor and the general manager of BlackBerry QNX. There was no audio, which didn't help. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of, it was a little bit like amateur, I hate to tell you. Really Hopefully was. They do, yeah, they got to do a little bit, little bit better for that. But I guess they're really excited because this is the first time it was on an actual road. It wasn't a parking lot. Let's, let's, you know, so it was a heavily controlled environment so i don't really say you could truly say it's on a public road yes well, there it was, was there was a street light there right it stopped at a red yeah. light yeah. it waited it went on the green so seemingly that worked um but this really was the most amateur low-key anticlimactic unveil video they could yeah. have done like this was Man, if somebody had given me the the probably a BlackBerry device that they used to record this, mm-hmm. I could have done a way better job. Uh, just well, add a little bit of video, first. add the audio, like get you know, hold up a clap sign, like get some people to cheer. No, yeah. no, no, none of that. It it's just very. It's boring. one of those things like someone said, "Oh, maybe we should get a video of this." Oh crap, who's got a phone in Paris? Yeah. That's almost what it was like. All right, so there we go. That's about the much attention we're gonna we're gonna give to it. Now on to Amazon Canada, Amazon Canada, they're uh, ramping up their online grocery battle because ever since Amazon bought Whole Foods, uh, they're discounting a lot of this Whole Foods. Have you ever been to Whole Foods in Toronto? I never have. Once, once. Okay. Is it, is, is it all what they say? Uh, product selection wise, yes. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, they had a little cafeteria there. I was waiting for a prospective customer to meet with me. Um, okay. And I had a couple of cups of tea and this one particular tea. I can't remember the brand name now, but it was phenomenal. And uh, the the issue is that uh, it's incredibly expensive. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm looking very here. expensive. I'm looking here at their house brand, organic peanut butter and cocoa balls in a cereal. Six bucks. How big's the box? Uh, I need ten ounces. Wow. Wait, hang on. Convert ounces. You're seeing it live here, folks. Convert ounces to grams. Uh oh, six box. bucks for two hundred eighty-three grams. Yeah. Wow, I can usually get double that for six bucks. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's organic. the issue. Oh, so <laughs> I know. I'm just, but does I'm it taste good? <laughs> I, I, you know, now that, I think that's the more expensive one. They do have organic morning oat, fourteen ounce for four ninety nine. But anyway, that's a little bit more reasonable. About, yeah. But what we're talking about is, uh, yeah, they're really uh, keying up to this uh, with the whole grocery things. Um, you know, basically, they're saying on their website uh, they're giving Canadians another option to purchase everyday items: baby care beans, grains, rice, nuts, pasta, snacks, for fast delivery, and offering deep discounts, particularly to Prime members. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I did. I did notice this the other day because I did hit up um, uh, Amazon to buy something else. I'm just going to hit up there now, and uh, yeah, I did notice a big banner for. Um, Whole Foods, and I was like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. sure, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at this because 
I accidentally purchased uh, Amazon Prime for the year, so I thought... I that happens. Oh, you have no idea. Um, <laughs> so I thought, yeah, sure, why not? Let's, uh, let's take a look. And, of course, now I'm looking shop by department <laughs> home kitchens and pets is that it home decor no what it might be well, you, you signed it in your prime account yep boutique francophone no yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah see so it shows up sometimes though. i think they're running a lot of eb tests well but i i'm a prime health subscriber. grocery whole foods market where the heck is that? I went, I asked for every, it's the full store directory. Ah. And it's in the middle there. Under um, Health, Beauty, and Grocery. Third, third, third column in. Health, See, Beauty, the, oh, okay. The grocery, oh, okay. Whole yeah, Foods Market, yeah. Foods. That is way too hard to find. That's ridiculous. Like, but I've seen guys, it, pimp but it I, out. No, I agree. I've seen it on the on the top banner when I just go in. So that's what I'm saying there. Yeah, so, you know, I could get 365 Everyday Value Shells and Alfredo, 7-ounce box for... Oh, out of stock. <laughs> I go. think the boxes oh, of... Ma- which is This is essentially mac and cheese. I'm pretty sure this was 4 bucks the other day when yeah. I was looking at it. I was like, that's... Oh, there we go. Everyday Value Macaroni and Cheese, 239 Not bad. I can get the uh, our compliments for $0.75. Cents. Okay, so. now, but, but 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 never mind that. You realize they now have Hershey Halloween chocolate assortment. They have what? They have you know the Halloween chocolate you give out of the door. Hershey. You can buy like the one twenty five count of chocolate. Halloween chocolate. Reese's and Hershey's Halloween chocolate assortment. Oh, see, this is this is the dangerous part because you see, know, these are good prices. Thing. Yeah, there's a whole thing where we talk about, you know, how early do you bring in the Halloween chocolate to make sure you don't eat it? Well, I never know whether I'm supposed to bring it or not because we usually hang out at my in-laws for the night. Mm-hmm. And they're usually like, oh, we'll, we'll hand out the chocolate. And it's like, okay, but yeah. should I not yeah. be a jerk and bring some chocolate on my behalf for you to hang out or hand out? Like, well, you, should, you should buy some. And then when they say, no, it's okay, you take it home, you take it home, <laughs> you got just, chocolate. I'll just... Eat all the Halloween Hershey Halloween spooky shapes, eighty count by myself. That's all, no big deal. There you go. There you go. But the whole idea is, see, this is exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. See, you know, Amazon's trying to compete, like especially with Walmart, because Walmart just recently <laughs> dropped there. I think it was two thirty nine um, fee. Yes, something uh, like it was two ninety seven. Two ninety seven. So they recently dropped that because again, more and more, and you know, Loblaws does this. I I can certainly see it's not for everyone. But I can certainly see a lot of people, um, particularly if you're pressed for time, and if you're, particularly if you're, if you're buying staples and stuff like that, you know the standard stuff. You know, yeah. sometimes it's worth having someone else do the shopping, and you go to the market or whatever. Absolutely. I also know some. I also know some people. I found out recently uh, that they'll do it to buy like the heavier products, like like the big things of laundry soap or, oh, or, yeah. or kitty litter or stuff like that, because again, someone delivers it to you. Right. So you only got to get it from the front door. And if it's roughly the same price or if it's worth for you to do that or you're not able to, it's tough to lift it long distances, you know, people are, people will, people will, will do that. So, yeah, I hear you. I'm, I'm really waiting for, uh, well, so the West End Superstore here in London um, Mm -hmm. still doesn't have uh, click and collect. The other three stores in London do. Right. (laughs) 
the other superstore, the two Loblaws all do. Oh, it does. For some, does reason, okay. cool. for yep. some reason, the West End Superstore does not. Yep. So I'm really hoping that comes soon. Um, yep. But otherwise, yeah, the next step for me is deliver everything. I don't need to yep. be home for most of well, this stuff. Well, you know what? And like, for example, we, we drink a lot of a particular type of Loblaw of... Um, President's Choice Pop, and like I had to go tonight to get some. It's just a pain in the ass to get, and sometimes they have it, sometimes they don't. Yeah. So yeah, the ability—if they were to do that—hey, no, no, no problem at all. You know, there's still a lot of people that want to pick their own vegetables or their meat. And oh I yeah, see, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah, I'm not, and I'm not letting meat stay outside all day. Yeah, but I can certainly see people, you know, going for this, particularly if you know they can give you a delivery window. So if you have frozen stuff and stuff like that, your home or whatever. Yeah. Or deliver so, no, it to me at work. Yeah, there you go. As long as you got room in the uh, Oleo Labs fridge, we do and freezer. I know, but <laughs> as long as people don't, people go. You know, all of a sudden your boss boss goes, "Ooh, you got the good ice cream today." <laughs> no, there's a separate um, uh, uh, shelves for lunch and company stuff, company oh, that's stuff. Good. That's yeah. good. That's good. So, all right. So you do well. So yeah. So anyway, watch this space. Uh, I think you're going to see the more competition he- he- heating up here. Probably as we use more and more. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And the last story. This is your story. So I'm going to let you roll with this. Yeah. So I'm not going to read over the Tech Vibes article too much. Basically, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I spent at the live stream in London of the event in Toronto called. The Singularity U Canada Summit. Singularity Singularity University is an organization founded by Ray Kurzweil, famous for books like The Singularity is Near. The Singularity being the day where we can all, if we choose, upload our consciousnesses to the cloud and Mm -hmm. be one with the computers in the world. Um... I'm not really looking forward to that day. I think I'm going to opt out. But um, but everything happening between now and then, uh, I really I wanted to get uh, a better handle on from the people who are actually doing those things because right. Lord knows I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm dumber than a rock compared to some of these people. So, uh, um, yeah, uh, Wednesday morning... Um, well, what one really nice thing was that a lot of the people, like who chair Singularity University uh, subjects, topics, etc., they're actually there in Toronto, so that was nice. It wasn't like this wasn't like a uh, an event that was like it's not like a TEDx thing. It was like right. the the actual people running the organization, cool. minus Ray Kurzweil, were there. Peter, Peter Diamandis, who's the other co-founder, he did the keynote Wednesday morning. Um, his big thing was like a big uh, uh, overview of where we've been, where we are, where we're going, where we've been, where we are, where we're going in a bunch of different uh, subjects. And uh, then asking, you know, like, well, like, what's your moonshot? Like, you know, what, what's the crazy idea you think you have for your company or for your industry or for this problem in the next 25 years? Okay. You go to a Singularity University program for a week or two, these are the types of people who are going to ha- help you hammer out how you get there. Um, hmm. So there was a bit of a of a pitch for all their paid programs. That's fine. I get that. It's a conference after all. Yep. Um, he also unveiled a 2017 X Prize that will be tackling Alzheimer's. Um, 
the <laughs> I found this pretty incredible. The person who's going to be judging that X Prize is a twenty-something Canadian pasty white kid who is brilliant, and uh, and he's so smart. They uh, that the uh, Singularity University and the X Prize Foundation pulled this kid out of uh, finishing school because <laughs> um, like they needed him working on these issues now and uh, and judging this X Prize. So. Um, so that was unveiled. That was really cool. And um, overall, uh, like what I found really, really interesting was that because it was held in Canada, in Toronto specifically, the a lot of the talk was about like, okay, here's this technology. Here's Canada's place in it right now. And here's mm-hmm. where we can lead in the future or continue leading in the future. Blockchain, of course, was a big subject because of decentralized... Um, record keeping essentially and uh and cryptocurrencies as well um and uh ai of course came up on day two a little bit on day one a mm-hmm. little bit on day two on the thursday mm-hmm. depended on the topic um but of course there is a perceived uh lead by canada in ai and it's we don't really know what the Chinese are doing, but you know, unless they are light years ahead of us uh, for some reason, that that perceived leadership is is definitely happening. Further evidence by the by the news we covered tonight, right? And uh, you know, but making sure we don't rest on our laurels and and you know, keep keep moving towards you know actually putting something out in the field and commercializing it. Something Canadians Canadian research is not typically very good at. Uh, commercializing the technology and actually making money at it and um, uh, manufacturing of course and then what what I really liked was that the afternoon on day two was all about the business models and the effects on the populace uh, of all these x yes of all these exponential changes that are happening whether it's automation whether it's AI whether uh, you know in the underlying machine learning and neural um natural language processing that goes into AI and, um, you know, overall the reduction of work (laughs) and, 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 you know, where does that lead us? And uh, a little bit of consensus around universal basic income. Um, Mm -hmm. Privacy was a big one. I just remembered Anne Kavukian, who used to be the Ontario privacy commissioner. She was on a panel with a couple of other folks, uh, uh, a, Israeli uh, military security professional, IT security professional, and um, some other dude sitting between them. And so that was a quite quite the passionate debate because Anne Kavukian, very hardline, like we deserve our privacy. Privacy breeds freedom. Um, she is the woman responsible for the whole tenant around privacy by design. And right. uh, so, like that was literally that was her work uh, at the Ontario government that um, that that started that movement. And then, of course, you had this military guy who's like, "Ah, you don't really need that much privacy. It doesn't really breed freedom. You know, we need to be able to read this stuff." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's fine, as long as you have a warrant." And of yeah. course, he's the he's on the well, no, the NSA or the FBI should be able to unlock a phone whenever they need to type stance. So that was <laughs> that was a f- spot. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's well, yeah, almost certainly. Um, yeah. So it was it was a really really interesting two days. The the the, two, the Wednesday morning started off a little slow, and I was like, oh god, this sounds like it's going to be all the same stuff. 
because I do pay a lot of attention to this stuff, whether it's for the podcast or my own personal interest, mm-hmm. I started thinking like, oh God, this is going to be like same thing over and over again. But thankfully it wasn't. The The afternoon Excellent. sessions on, on Wednesday were really, really good. I, w- I took so many pictures. I live tweeted as much as I could. Um, but of course, every time I'm tweeting, I'm not paying attention to the next thing. Mm-hmm. thing. So I asked... Um, on Twitter, I gotta you know reach out directly if uh, if they don't respond. But uh, um, whether or not the videos uh, of these uh, talks and and panels were going to be available after the fact because there were just so much going on, so like, much information, yeah, yeah, yeah and like so I'm I'm still trying to digest even some of this. Um, uh, the the pictures I took of you know people's slides and and a couple of mm-hmm. videos. Um, but basically, <laughs> basically, the overall message was, wow, life and our planet as a result has really changed over the last 100 years, 50 years, 10 years, and you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> like, if you're feeling overwhelmed now with all the change in the last 15, 20 years, Boy, your head is gonna freaking spin over the next yeah. five to ten, yeah. and if exactly. and even further beyond that, because everything that has changed in the next little bit is going to keep changing, and it's going to change even faster than it has been. Right. I'm like, man, right. I'm 33, and I can barely handle the the pace of change oh, right now. Hey, I'm 50. I know that feeling. Yeah. All right. So, so if, cool. if you're overwhelmed right now, um, you're screwed. It was, yeah. it was really yeah. the, the, the takeaway, ultimately. Like, And you're going to probably need to learn to code. <laughs> right. Exactly. So there you go. All right. And you were saying everyone should learn to learn to code. Speaking of coding, uh, have a word from our good friends at CodeShip. CodeShip is a SaaS-delivered continuous integration and delivery solution that lets you ship your apps with confidence. We just heard from Jamie Jameson last week that he is actually a big fan of CodeShip, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, you can choose between CodeShip Basic or CodeShip Pro. The basic service is a simple testing and deployment service, has pre-installed continuous integration dependencies that works right out of the box. The average setup time is less than three minutes. Or you can try CodeShip Pro. CodeShip Pro is a fully customizable CI and delivery service. It has native Docker support. It is much easier to use than Jenkins or Travis. It makes it really easy to test and deploy your microservices. You can push to any registry. It's also perfect if you want to deploy with Kubernetes. And it comes with a convenient local command line tool that allows you to run your builds locally. It helps encrypt your environment variables. And they guarantee 100% parity between your development and your production environments. Obviously, that's key because you don't want your environment file to uh, necessarily get to your production environment because then it'll be pointing at the wrong database. And whoo-hoo, that's not good. I hate it when that happens. Right? It's never. <sighs> right. Anyway, uh, both CodeShip Basic and CodeShip Pro come with a free plan that grants 100 builds per month. You get unlimited projects and unlimited users. And open source projects are always free on CodeShip. So you should visit CodeShip.com today, or you can check out CodeShip.com slash features to find out which CodeShip product is the best fit for you, your team, and your projects. Awesome. And we'd like to thank CodeShip, of course, for their ongoing support of the Canadian Tech Podcast. So we're going to turn on to the stuff we like. Hey, I have a stuff we like this week. I even had it early. Hey, look at that. Hey. Well, you know, I've been hanging around, you know, our good 
good stories from. They're a good uh, thing. So they are you, our good friends at Mobile Syrup, you got you cut out there. Yes, our good friends at Mobile Syrup. Yeah. Um, so I got a great deal. They have a little consumer side of things. Um, they have three certified ten foot lightning cables for twenty bucks. Now that's twenty. That's, that is twenty bucks US, but still for three ten foot cables. Because I know we have in this household we have a couple of lightning devices, and it's always like we're trying to find a cable or a cable that's long enough. So yeah. my wife charges her phone in the bed, and she'll oftentimes watch stuff in that there and. The one cable we have, it's just not quite that right length. It's annoying. Yeah. And there's times where I'm swapping cables, and I discovered I had one one lightning cable, and it must have been a knockoff. But I I use it um, on my bedside table just to charge from a power supply, so from the from a plug right into the uh, iPhone. But if I use that same cable and I plug it into my Mac, it reboots my Mac. Hmm. <laughs> That's not That's good. Weird. No, that's weird. Exactly. So I want to get rid of that. So yeah, this was this was a good deal. A couple of bucks for shipping. Um, so it should be here any day now. So I'll let I'll I'll, I'll let people know. So yeah, once in a while, uh, you know, it looks like all sorts of neat little things they have. So it's, it, it might be worth checking out. So mobile uh, syrup deals, and I put the link to the cables. They're still on on sale as of the time we are recording this. Terrific. Cool. And what um, have you got? I've got a little app I heard about on the new screensavers this week. Uh, called Rainforest Connection. There's a Android and an iOS version. Rainforest Care Connection as an organization is trying to empower uh, locals that actually live in rainforest type areas like in Brazil and mm -hmm. in Indonesia and places like that to build um, kind of like a surveillance device that actually sits out in the rainforest and listens for, uses AI to listen for... Um, chainsaws and and trucks and that sort of thing so that where uh to help identify illegal logging so where illegal logging could be detected and uh it probably is happening because obviously these are put up in the appropriate areas um somebody local like a tembe warrior in brazil uh is notified via cell phone because crazily there is actually good cell phone connectivity in these places and uh, a couple people will, like take off on a motorcycle or a dirt bike and encounter the illegal loggers and chase them off um mm -hmm. so that's pretty cool and you can of course chainsaws are super loud uh you know dump truck where it doesn't belong <laughs> quite noticeable yeah. and um uh, because they've got like a 2007 era or 2009 era smartphone out there with uh, using a bunch of extra pieces from um, solar panel module manufacturers in places like China. So these, these are actually like high-end solar panel modules. They put them together, like they'll have somebody, you know, like a, they had a, like a nine-year-old kid in Indonesia put one together for, for you know, near his house. And um, uh, they also take like 360 degree videos of some of these places. And so you can actually go into the app, launch the 360 degree video. It's not really video. It's more like a still shot, but with live audio, not live audio, with recorded audio. And you can actually get a view from a tree five, six meters up in the air in the Brazilian rainforest or in the Carpathian mountains in Romania and actually see like what it's actually like there um, when they took that uh, that's that still photo and paired it with the 
with the the audio of that time period. So that that was really really cool. And so I I looked at it with that free um, VR headset I got earlier this year mm-hmm. from that Canadian yeah. company. Can't remember their name now. And then I gave it to my eight year old, and he thought it was pretty cool too. So if you Excellent. want to get a decent idea of what it's actually like in one of these places for a snapshot moment in time, then go check out Rainforest Connection. And I imagine if you support the cause, they'll happily take your money to help put more of these things together and, mm-hmm. and help protect more rainforests. Cool. Yeah. Alrighty. So what we're up to lately, I'm still on the job hunt. Um, I didn't get time to do. Uh, we had uh, two new bookcases came in for my mom's cause she's uh, moving within the, the park she's in. Oh, okay. um, Yep, coming up. Uh, well, she's not moving until um, April. Um, the new unit comes, but uh, she's going to. Uh, she sold the old place, so she's living in a in another place while the while the other people are down in down in the states for winter. So she's going to cool. be out by by November. Yeah. So we picked up some of that today. Dodged my friend and I. We dodged the uh, dodged all the rain and all that. Got it stowed in her pickup truck and did all that. So that was good. Um, I also I also did a speech this week. So I brought greetings from the London Public Library to the Nature London Plaque Unveiling. They're a local group in town that's been around for 153 years, uh, supporting nature and stuff like that in the city. So the Historic Sites Committee did a plaque unveiling out by the um, the gardens here, where they have some and that just around the yeah speech and good i have to thank uh, ellen from the library who really put a lot of it together so here's some of that I... oh you're cutting out so here it's better if everyone's smarter than you you know it works well so so yeah i've been doing that and then uh yeah just kind of getting getting the house slowly but surely ready for winter and stuff like that so that's what's happening with me what about with you uh, well, my Estonia e-residency card has arrived, um, so I need to go pick it up at some point. <laughs> and Dude. where do you have to go and pick it up? Not in London. <laughs> mm-hmm. Much further away, but I but I do need to do that. Uh, I'm, I don't know why. Well, okay, so I really toyed around with cryptocurrency a few years ago. I tried joining a, mi- a Bitcoin mining pool and then a Litecoin mining pool and then a Feathercoin mining pool. And for some reason, none of them really seemed to work out, whether it was because I was running Windows or what. I don't know. Um, and more maybe because I had a bad, you know, a really old GPU. But either way, I kind of gave up on it. And then all of a sudden, Bitcoin's like, pew, 5,000 bucks. Mm. And so, and of course... The, the tech has really changed since then, and um, and so I finally figured out how to get into cryptocurrency mining without blowing my um, uh, hydro bill out of proportion. And so I found, uh, I was listening to Kevin Rose's, uh, to the Kevin Rose show, and he was talking about a company called Genesis Mining, where he's basically renting hashing power uh, to, to generate... I'm not sure if he was doing Bitcoin or or Ether or uh, Litecoin, but um, uh, I decided to do something similar uh, with a company called Hashflare that came pretty well recommended, and I'm going to be going after Zcash, cool. that cryptocurrency. So they will pay me, I think it's daily, in, pardon me, in Zcash uh, to my Zcash wallet, which so I have. Sorry, go ahead. 
So if I see you roll up in a Porsche, I know it's... <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I'm literally literally spending like four bucks a month US. Ah, okay. uh, so about five bucks a month, which should potentially generate like 10 or 15 bucks a month. Um, mm-hmm. And if that works out, yeah, I'll ramp it up because obviously that's worth it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to try that out for a little bit and hopefully it works out well. And, you know, as long as it's as long as I'm spending five and I'm making seven or eight or something like that, like I'm, you know, I'm getting back more than than what I put in uh, after a couple months. I'll be happy. That's fine. Um, and a one of my dad's co-workers, I think he signed up for the free trial of the Dazen streaming service, which we did talk about mm-hmm. a little while ago. And my dad's like, hey, you know, he wants people to try it. You want the username and password? I'm like, yes, I want the username and password. Free NFL games. Yay. And so um, I don't, I didn't remember until like the fourth quarter today when the Saints were playing the Lions, uh, New Orleans Saints against Detroit Lions and NFL uh, were playing. So I was like, oh, I've got Dazzin. I'm going to load it up. Wow. Like the the clarity on I don't know if it's the NFL's own cameras or if it's the stadium cameras or if it's Fox's cameras I don't know who owns these cameras, but it, it, at times it was so clear and so good I thought I was watching a movie about football. Okay, like it was that sort of feel in a good way. Um, so Dazen on wireless while the kids were watching YouTube. I'm pretty sure. Um, YouTube or Netflix, they were watching something on a tablet and, and walking around the house, uh, on my Google pixel, it looked so good. Uh, the only major bummer right now is there's no Roku app, at least not here in Canada, but man, it looks good on my phone. Um, and it was a crazy game. Like the last quarter was ridiculous. Interceptions, fumbles, recoveries, more interceptions, the Lions scored like 28 unanswered points after the Saints took a commanding lead. Thank goodness the Saints intercepted uh, a throw within the end zone and so scored right away, obviously. And so that was an exciting game. But um, yeah, it's I, I'm certainly not using it enough to, to justify 20 bucks a month. But um, yeah, that, that one video, cool, very, very well, clear, very nice. Potential. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I also watched uh, the highlights of a J-League uh, soccer game, J-League being Japanese league, and uh, and the highlights of uh, Roma against Napoli, uh, Italian oh, soccer you. game. So cool. uh, it, the full games were available, but obviously I didn't have time to watch two extra soccer games today right. between everything right. else. Um, but yeah, everything, it's, it's working. I know they had some issues uh, last month when they launched, but... Uh, Today it was rock solid. Um, so hopefully they solve those issues. Yeah, so the free trial is going great. I'm not paying for it, so that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and otherwise, I did a bunch of sorting, purging, laundry, etc. This weekend. So uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been busy, but it's been a good weekend. Excellent, excellent. Oh, okay. oh, my yes. oldest had his first uh, hockey game on Thursday. Oh yeah, and they won seven to one. Excellent. Against the Lucan Irish, uh, he did well. He did well. He hasn't like he, he, uh, before this year. He hasn't played in like two years, so it's like we're we're expecting some some learning curve and ramp up time right. and all that. But right. but we're working with him. He had a practice yesterday. He went skating today as well. Public skating. Um, 
You've got that, that uh, uh, fake ice down here in the basement. So, oh, um, that's right, yes. Yeah, so everything put together, and he's still loving it. Um, everything put together, he's, he's really coming along. Awesome. Well, good for him. We're going we're gonna to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, um, so as you a bunch of stuff we couldn't cover, so that's under noteworthy news yeah. in the show notes. Um, and I think that's about it. Anything else? Anything else you can feel we need to add? Uh, no, I will say, out of the noteworthy news, uh, UBC and Huawei working together is kind of cool. The mm-hmm. open source API for software supply chains, that's pretty cool too. So if you're interested in that, check that out. Uh, online app from BC for tenants and landlords to resolve issues. And the uh, company called Nuco from Toronto, I think they're from Toronto, to um, getting some funding to build an interoperable, interoperable blockchain network. Uh, cool. You should check that out as well. All righty. So don't forget to review us on, we got more, I play TuneIn, Spreaker, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeart.com, or wherever else you get your podcast. Don't forget to uh, like us on Facebook or share us on Facebook or also on Twitter um, or even go old school and tell a friend. We always like hearing hearing feedback. So send us an email to contact at canadiantechpodcast.ca. So for episode 136, my name is Stuart Clark. I'm Derek Exponential Silva. <laughs> Thank you and be well. <laughs>